Guan Shi Lui. Can I pass my Chinese? 一点点了哈。Anyway, tomorrow is really a happy Chinese New Year. I'm sure we will start by tonight. We have the holy,、uh, the family reunion dinner together. Well, this morning our meditation, we would like to touch on the theme that I really have, and the Lord has laid upon my heart on inuers of life, especially in the Lord Jesus Christ. I will use the theme more on Second Corinthians five seventeen, which says, "Therefore, if anyone is in Christ." The new creation has come; the old has gone. Another translation will say, "We are now a new creature in the Lord, and our past has gone, or our old has passed. So we are now into a new kind of、uh, feeling, especially looking at the new year before us. So this really my team with you this morning in sharing meditation. Shall we pray?" Lord, we open our hearts to you this time of meditation. Indeed, we invite the Holy Spirit to be a guide to help us to understand your word and to discern your will in our lives and to move forward, continue to experience the newest in life for you. So it is our prayer: the Lord, your word that go forth this day will not return you void, but will accomplish in the hearts of men and women. Your desire in the lives, that to God be the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So it is very interesting to schedule to preach at this、uh, New Year Eve, the Chinese New Year Eve, or we call it the Chinese New Year celebration. As you know from our tradition, Chinese culture, it's a great event,、uh, not only in the cultural sense. But also in the calendar per se, and I look up. You know, you look back about the history of this kind of celebration. It talk about it goes back as far as three thousand years or more、uh, to what we are today, and it has been a tradition passed from one generation to another.、Uh, the other understanding of this、uh, celebration is called also the Spring Festival, because like beginning of spring in the west. To the Chinese folks in China, it starts on the 23rd or 24th of the last month or the 12th month of the calendar, and so it begins and it will end the London Festival. And the Chinese period is 15 days, where we're going to end with a full moon. It is a grand event, 15 days of celebration. Whereas in the normal yearly kind of calendar celebration, only one day. Welcome. The year 2016. Welcome the year 2017. But as far as the Chinese culture is concerned, we welcome the Lunar New Year, a period of 15 days, a long period. And you can see from the media,、um, media, the the, the huge loud、uh, crowd of people go by the billions of Chinese、uh, congregated in one spot or, or station, going back to the provinces. Village, hometown, and so on. And folks, let me tell you, it has been going on since the last three thousand years. The Chinese folks make themselves back to the home. You know, my wife is from Malaysia. 
going back to this period of time, the same thing. It's challenging. But we thank God we scheduled to go only on Thursday, not today. It, avoiding the jam here, just going back to Malaysia side. But a good gathering for the family, the time together. At the same time, I also learned from my grandmother's time that this is also a period of string cleaning. Alright, go to every corner that you have, make it tidy and clean, clear all the dust, and throw away all the uh, old things that you have, and to welcome the new day. And I remember my grandmother taught us, better do it before the new year begins. Because when the new year starts on the first day, no one is allowed to hold a broom to sweep the floor, or you use vacuum cleaner then. Don't use a vacuum cleaner now. Because in K, you will sweep away all the fortune, or the wealth that you have. In K, you will suck away all your fortune uh, that you have. So we are not allowed to do this uh, for the first day of New Year. So that is a tradition, folks. And I asked myself, after getting to know the Lord in the saving grace, that the Lord had touched our hearts. That what matters more is the heart. True or not, folks? We need to maintain a clean heart before God. Because the Lord sees the hearts more than the outward appearance. And through that conversion, I learned that there is a change of heart from us, from evil to good, from wickedness to righteousness, that we do not harbor evil against others, nor do we do evils to others. Constantly, and always to maintain the sense of God's presence in us, and to me itself is a blessing. And that to me is a change of heart, a new heart before God. So this morning of meditation, I come along with this question in mind. What does Lunar New Year mean for the Christians or believers? Should we move away from this tradition, or should we or see how we take the next move before us. Then as far as the personal experience is concerned, I think this is a good tradition to keep it on. That we have our reunion dinner, getting the young and the old together for a good meal, and then to give Hong Pao to the children or grandchildren. They are so happy that you now give Hong Pao to the grandchildren. That means the next generation coming on board. And to other, even great-great-grandchildren. Thank God for this. And also a time to pay visit to the elderly folks. And I think we really need to catch up with them. This is a good and rich tradition for us. I will not give it up. But at the same time, I realize it's also an opportunity open for us to share the faith that we have in God with these folks. That as much as we really love them, keep in contact with them, we also want them to know the saving grace of the Lord Jesus Christ as found in the scripture. So let us use this lunar celebration to integrate our experience of God in us. Because 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10 verses reminded us this way. As you can see from the PowerPoint, that you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. 
This is how we need to declare and share with others. Because once you are not a people, once you are no people, one translation says, but now you are the people of God. Once you have not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. That's our changes that come to us. And I thank God that the last few weeks, as we begin the year, my fellow pastors have been preaching on the book study, God First, reminding us about the Lord of God, which will help us to remember the goodness of God. Look at what Mark 12 says, Jesus answered, especially answered the question, the lawyer or the teacher of the law who came to him and asked, which is the most important commandment? And so Jesus answered here, here is the most important one. Moses said, Israel, listen to me. The Lord is God. The Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Love him with all your mind, with all your strength. And here is the second one. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment more important than this. And so the teacher of the law will answer, You have spoken well, teacher. The man replied, You are right in saying that God is one and there is no other God about him. Then to love God with all your heart and mind and strength is very important. So is loving your neighbor as yourself. These things are more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. That's a reply that the lawyer, or teacher of the law, gave to Jesus. Then Jesus saw the man and answered wisely. He said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. In other words, if a supervisor is telling to your fellow worker, Hey folks, you've done well. You are not far from the kingdom of God. From then on, no one dared to ask Jesus any more questions. You see, you see, here I learned that Jesus made it very clear to the people about observing the two laws in our lives. Love God that we have, and also our fellow neighbors, our people. And by loving them and doing this, you are not far from the kingdom of God. I learned through this lesson that we've been sharing with you that obeying and loving God should be our second nature, folks. That loving God, loving one another, should be our second nature. Because by doing so, we are not far from the kingdom of God. In other words, Jesus is very pleased with people who observe and doing this and you will become the kingdom people. Folks, do you realize that you and I are God's people, kingdom people? And you are God's kingdom people who have everything to celebrate. If you agree with me, say Amen, folks. We have everything to celebrate. So our life, our new life and a new beginning truly in God as how Paul mentioned in 2 Corinthians 5.17 that therefore if anyone is in Christ or any creatures in Christ you are a new creation the old or the past are gone the new has begun before us so for meditation this morning I asked myself how should we Christians celebrate the Lunar New Year as a contact point 
And the Lord impressed upon me with this in mind that in the newness of life that we see, I'd like to share two reminders here. One is about our new birth in Jesus Christ. And then the second reminder is our commitment in Jesus. I pray and I hope many of us have this new life experience in Jesus. That you know and I know that as we confess Jesus as our Lord and Savior, something very beautiful happened to us. Because we want to be more like Christ himself. So whether you recall this old preacher saying that in the Old Testament, in the Holy Communion, and this is one of the paragraphs to say in the prayer, Grant you us, therefore, gracious Lord, so as to partake this sacrament, referring to Holy Communion, of thy Son Jesus Christ, that we may walk in newness of life, may grow into a likeness, and may evermore dwell in him, and he in us. Amen. That's a prayer, folks. That we will walk in newness of life, may grow into a likeness, and may evermore dwell in him, and he in us. We thank God for this new experience that we found in Jesus. The conversion will enable us to have this new thinking, new approach of life, that by the grace of God we seek to live a godly and righteous life before God, that we want to have the mind of Christ in us. Somehow, we see God has manifest himself to us one way or another. And in order for us to really to testify God's manifestation in us, I have two testimonies to share with you of how a person put his or her faith in God and put the past behind them and begin a new life. One is a personal one, my late father, a testimony of his. And the second one is referring to our sister in Christ, closer to home here, Cynthia. And I got her permission to share her testimony this morning. Let me begin with my parents' testimony about their conversion. I realize it is very appropriate to share at this period of time in New Year because that was quite close to where they came from in the past. I think I mentioned once a while sometime in a sermon sharing like this, but if you have missed it, it's a time for you to catch up at this time. My family background, what we will call uh, ancestral worship. It means that we have a family altar <clears throat> to honor and to respect our ancestors. I remember at that altar there was a tablet, a very big name, a kind of Lee family there, with other Chinese characters put there. I, I don't understand. The only word that I know is a Lee. A Lee something, that's all. I remember very clearly, vividly, when I was young, my father used to do something uh, very particular in this Chinese New Year celebration that he would normally do it before a week or something like that. What he did was to ensure the order was furnished. I mean, keep it neat and tidy. And that he will readdress <coughs> excuse me, the order table or the tablet <coughs> to keep it nice and newly decorated by putting on a new set of red paper over the whole thing 
and then he ensured that the joystick holder uh, clear away all the ashes and we did neat and tidy it's like kind of spring cleaning and according to him telling me we want to put a new coat of dressing to the ancestors that's the tradition I come from folks but they never enter <coughs> temples and worship and so on but it's really confined with a family background and my father did it many years since I was young and grown up then one day folks I was in the church office in another church doing my work in the afternoon I still remember I received a call from him the call was say hi guy he called my name I'd like to let you know that your mom and I are ready for the Christian baptism. Can you do something about this? I'm almost can't put on the phone. <laughs> and he was so surprised and pleasant that I couldn't ask him, who spoke to you? Where did you get this revelation? My quick answer to him was, there you wait. Let me contact a Cantonese-speaking pastor and get back to you. I will do the rest. I then look at myself. I'm speaking Cantonese. I got to go and consult a Cantonese-speaking pastor. <laughs> I don't need that. But thank God I contacted the pastor and he did his pastoral ministry beautifully. He went the very afternoon and he said the um, salvation prayer for my parents because my mom was homebound and at the same time uh, to further do this conversion kind of experience the pastor and the church members even arranged the next day to clear out the altar table for them fantastic it was a clear cut kind of situation and henceforth my father he was not young then he still 70 plus but he passed on 80 plus See, never that experience, never feel to make his way to church. Come young Methodist church, come young Cantonese speaking church, by himself, because my mom was homebound. And looking at him and the testimony, it is a joy and blessing to me. To see how your loved ones can really put aside the past and to become a new person in the Lord Jesus. And I thank God today, I believe, they are enjoying the heavenly glory with the Savior Himself. And so here, folks, this conversion experience that I pick up from my own uh, family, it is my prayer that you will have the opportunity to witness such. So keep praying. You never know when your parents, your uncle, your grandparents will say, Hi. Can you get someone to tell me the gospel? You agree, say Amen, folks. Really? Alright. Then the second testimony I want to testify here this morning is to share this beautiful testimony from our sister Cynthia. Uh, she's not young, she's almost 80, or coming to 80, or about 70 plus. A very likable person among us. And, um, I'm no stranger, and I thank God that she allowed me to share the testimony here. According to her, before she was a born-again person in the Lord, 
he was a very strong Taoist, uh, going to other deities for blessing, for healing of the Thai rods. For many years, no avail, no answer, no healing. And then someone shared the Lord Jesus with her, but by time she was not really even open yet. But then calling to her in the testimony, one day, out of desperation, she cried out to Jesus and asked the Lord to touch her and her life. True enough, the Lord never failed her, even though she was known to be a sick person or sick pot all the while to the family. But after the experience of the Lord coming to her life, she became stronger and healthier over the years. So much so, her testimony tells us that she never take a Panadol. Neither she had gone back to any medication. And today you see her firmly believe the Lord for the blessing and busy ministering in the church ministry like taking care or visiting the elderly in the homes and participating with us in the children ministry, the prayer ministry, and even doing ushering and accounting steward also and also even making herself to join the mission trip at this age, at this point of a testimony. And Pastor Anthony would like to say a person like that super, super can still go on. And this is how Paul will confirm in one Thessalonians one night, say how people turn to God from idols to serve living the true and living God. And the whole community will know in Thessalonica church that how they will turn to a living God and away from idol worship. So here my point to you folks this morning, that if we talk about the kneelers you can don't forget your conversion. Look at yourself and examine yourself and see how, you know, God has placed that blessing in your life today. I want to share the illustration with you, picking up from what Pastor Anthony has shared a few weeks ago in his sermon about a clean cut. You know, he talked about New Year coming, and then the Sunday morning, he said, do you realize I've got a haircut this morning? Neat and so on. Uh, when they say that, i got a spiritual lesson to share with you. Actually, I want to use a clear cut, but he uses clean cut, so I need to follow him. The spiritual lesson that I learned from here is, folks, now I'm not referring to anybody. It was just my general observation. I don't mean to embarrass a person or to, to ridicule anybody in my observation. Uh, and I no one to refer to. And nowadays, I've seen people got a clean cut. They cut so clean and so nice and so short. They only cut both sides, left and right. and leave the center. I wonder why. So my thought is, why don't they also cut it off? Now, folks, I don't mean to embarrass anybody. I saw somebody at 8 o'clock. I don't know whether you're here or so on. But that, that was an observation of a spiritual lesson. That somehow we want to have a clear or clean cut, but we only dare to cut the left or the right. Not fully yet. 
That reminds me of the spiritual lesson that we hold on to something, may not willing to let go to God. We are not really fully to surrender, perhaps really the pet program we have, the pet item that we have. We still hold on to. But nothing wrong, folks. But we have not really experienced the fullness of God in us, so to speak. Putting the past behind us and move forward. The question for us this morning, are you the person? Are you the person that yet to really surrender totally to the Lord? It would be good, maybe we spend a few seconds of silence at this moment to pause and ask the Lord to examine our lives, whether we have really have a clear cut of our past and give it to Him. Let's go to God in prayer, folks, for your own moment. Then take uh, 10 seconds or 20 seconds to say a prayer to the Lord. If possible, even make your confession to Him and seek for His forgiveness. Let me quickly move to the second reminder here. To celebrate our newness in Christ, we must not forget our commitment in Christ. This is a reminder already. As you study the scriptures, God has sent our Lord Jesus Christ to earth to make a point to fulfill God's mission and will in his life and Jesus got to die on the cross. That was Jesus' commitment to God. And Jesus coming to earth, it was not a holiday trip, folks. It was a mission per se, and he did it to to accomplish God's will in his life. Look at what he said to the disciples in Luke chapter 9, verse 23 to 26, in the RSV version. Let me read to you slowly. And he said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross steady and follow me. For whoever saves his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake, he will save it. And what does it profit the man if he gains the world or the whole world and loses his or profits himself? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words, of him where the sons of man will be ashamed when he comes in his glory and the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. Jesus calling to us a very deep commitment that we need to deny ourselves and take up the cross. A cross simply means commitment and even come with suffering for us. We are called to be a cross barrier, carry the cross. It's a very good challenge for us. And I thank God in our experience in the pastoral ministry and seeing more in the church or in the worldwide mission that men and women have committed their lives to serve God in the mission field, taking care of the needy in the poorer of the poor, orphanage, and some even got to suffer or put to prison 
because of the faith in Jesus Christ. And the thought for us this morning is it's never easy to become a Christian or believer. Do you still want to carry on? It's never easy to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. You've got to do and give God a commitment. Let me in closing share with you this document that I watched recently. Quite challenging, so I want to share with you and quite interesting too. It is regarding the Japanese culture and the document is called the Professional. The Professional is to project the life and the work of a polisher. You know polishing? Polisher? His job is to polish the metal like brass, silver or even gold. And the polisher show uh, the documents show us that this person who works in a factory is a very simple factory setup. But the work and the skill is well known. The customer keep coming to their place. And when you look at the uh, setup of the factory, it was a very simple factory. And project that four workers, quite young adult, like early 30s, seated on a stool, low chair, facing themselves with a machine, working at say, 9 to 5. And you don't see computer next to them, either iPad or TV or secretary support. No working desk, but a running machine with a belt. And you know what they do is just to polish the item. When I look at it, I say, hey, come on, Japan is a well-developed country. How come we still have a factory manually doing polishing of metal? But whether you like it or folks, people come and ask for the kind of job done. So now the projection was to see how a boss talking to one of the young workers or adult by telling him and giving him what they call a brass ring, slightly bigger than this one. I show you the example. It was given to him 100 pieces to polish, sitting there, 9 to 5, to make sure every corner, every surface, is well shine and polish. And the show show us that he finished off 100 pieces and showed it to the boss. You know, the boss totally really, the boss actually is a master himself. Take a look one by one. And he only looked at three. He gave back to him. Hey, no good enough. Please redo the 100 pieces. And the poor guy also said, took the whole load back, sit down there, and again spent another three hours to finish it. But thank God that when he showed us next round, the boss passed it. What a relief. But before he could sit down and do something else, a customer walked in, another piece of matter needed to be done. And the boss gave it to him, continue the job. And good that he spent around an hour or so, he finished it and give back to the boss. And the boss look at it. Okay, pass. Then suddenly you realize they are in the closing part. 
and the boss talk to him. Let's call him Tommy. Talk to Tommy. Well, I hope you don't mind that I will I criticize the work from time to time. And I'll continue to do so. I'm going to give you more work. I want you to improve your work over time. That was what the boss said to him. Actually more to encourage him. Then an interviewer in the jack in the in the kind of frame and say and ask the young man, will you do this as a lifelong career? Guess what, folks? If the question comes to me, I say, I did this lot. I don't think I can tahan. Question to him, uh, will you like to do this as a lifelong career? You know what was his answer? Yes, definite. I will be a polisher for the rest of my life. And folks, he was only 30 above, slightly early 30s. So he is committing himself the next 30 years, perhaps, or 40 years, to be a polisher. In a Japanese modern society, no robot, no machinery, no IT support. He will be sitting at the stool facing the machine 9 to 5. Commit himself. Just to be the polisher or the mentor. Wow, I look at that. That reminds me, folks. That's the call of God to run the disciples of Jesus. And the Japanese has proven themselves. I'm sure you learn the culture. They are great committer of a job, dedication from one generation to another in the job. And so I see for myself in that document or documentary that, that young man himself will say, Yes, I will be. So here folks a reminder for us a call of Jesus to a disciple. Come and follow me. And the scripture tells us that those fishermen that he called in the early days truly left the fishing nets, the fishing pieces, even the loved ones, and follow the Master. And I believe the call of God is the same today for us. God is asking you, do you want to be my disciples? How will you respond? What will be your answer? Remember the Japanese young man? Definitely, I want to spend my rest of my time to be a polisher. Will you say yes to God? As we are going to celebrate our Lunar New Year, we look forward to new things, new changes. Let me kind of urge you to take this opportunity and to reflect the newness of life that God has given to us through your experience in your new birth and your commitment to Jesus. Let's start afresh with God. Clear cut or clean cut or spring cleaning of our lives and put the past behind us. Our Father, we want to learn to go deeper in love for you. Just pray that you help us. That we do not just want to attach on the surface with you, but be too superficial with you in love. Help us, Lord, and draw us closer in the passing day that we have you. That we can have a clean cut for the past, all our authorities, 
all the things that we can hold on, that we like to release all to you, to learn the people in love. So we pray for these dear ones. The Lord, as they receive your word and message, we will build on their faith. The faith that you've given to us. We will continue this faith journey. And so, Lord, we believe you can and you will do it for us. So, beloved, as you make a prayer, may you now go forth. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit continue in loving you. Watch over you now and forevermore. Amen. <laughs>